Remember, kiddies, tonight's your test of courage. It'll make or break you. Welcome to the Crypt Keeper's Coffin, a Tales from the Crypt retrospective brought to you by Bat and Spider. Episode 61 House of Horror! What we have here is coughing, an old man coughing. Yeah, and and in uh, in the current uh, modern plague situation we're in, coughing is even scarier. I know yeah. when I'm in a store and there's a coffer, I I move to the other side of the Walmart. So like, get me get me away. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. imagine going into a haunted house that looks like that, and knowing there's a, a a ghost coughing in there. Mm-mm. You know, get yeah. like ghost plague. It's not cool. I've been out more. You know, I've I'm, I'm back at work now, so I'm very much aware of. I mean, these people. <sighs> this is the most people I've seen in a year and a half. I don't need no coughing. No, I wish everyone. God, I I I do not envy you. I if I was in your situation, I would just be fantasizing all day about those. Um, was that from the Naked Gun movie where they wear those uh, body-sized condoms? <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. just want everyone wearing those all the time. <sighs> <laughs> just no air, no fluids being put out there. Nothing. Right. Please. Tales from the Crypt, episode... S- uh, not episode 61. This is Tales from the Crypt, House of Horror, from 1993, directed by the one, the only Bob Gale... Yeah, Bob Gale. Uh, I was looking through his filmography because I, you know, because he's the Back to the Future guy, and that's all I, I that's all I know. But I saw that he wrote 1941, that huge, infamous box office bomb directed by Steven Spielberg. Wow! And I was like, you know what, kids, this is a lesson: never give up in your dreams. Bob Gale did it, and now he's, he went back to it. Yeah, uh, you know. What, seven or eight years later, he writes Back to the Future. He's been riding on that honey train uh, for what, yeah. 40, 50 years? <laughs> that honey train. Honey, It's a honey train. Um, this episode is about a frat house pledge test at a haunted house. And boy, it goes wrong. It goes wrong, 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 wrong. Dale, I wanted to ask, did you, did you read the IMDb trivia or did you recognize the house the coffer house in this episode no i recognized it but i i can't tell you why i recognize it tell me uh well it's a movie i haven't seen but i feel like we talk about it every week it's the house in nothing but trouble oh my god does that make you wow. your brain light up 
Wow, 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 wow. That's amazing trivia. Holy crap. Does it look like that in Nothing But Trouble? Is it like disgusting on the outside? It's disgusting on the outside. I I remember that house though being yeah, like in this episode, it's like back. To, there's like a cliff or a huge retaining wall behind it. I don't remember that in the Nothing But Trouble, but I haven't mm. seen it in so long. And obviously, there's a lot more set dressing in Nothing But Trouble that make it look like it's not abandoned. It's lived in. It's just yeah. a big old junk heap. Yeah, it's a great house though. Like it when you first see it, you're like, my god, is that the Psycho House? Like, is that from the uh, yeah the the Backlot Tour Universal Studios? It's it's beautiful. It's it's crazy how it's just like out there all alone. Yeah. It it's man, that is beautiful. Wow. But yeah, this is uh, you know, this is oh god, Dale, I hate frats. I hate anything to do with frats. I just hate it. Uh I was happy when this episode moved from its first location in the actual frat house to the haunted house because I felt way more comfortable and like I wasn't gonna get paddled for being live <laughs> uh yeah we got but this is like it's got it's got will wheaton yes sir grand and glorious pledge master wilton sir kevin dylan jason uh, london jason london, um yeah keith coogan kenneth from don't tell mom the babysitter's dead which is another movie i talk about every week i love that guy i i don't know what i know him from but he's he's fun to watch he's great and he he's definitely somebody when i was a kid i see him i feel at ease like i looked up to yeah him he was in uh adventures in babysitting yeah 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 i just yeah i looked up to the guy i can't i can't help but see him and feel like comforted knowing that i like him and everything i see him in because he's like he's you know he's not a model he's not like you know he doesn't look like uh your typical la actor guy you know he just looks like a regular dude. He's kind of goofy, you know, but he's also mm-hmm. like, you know, he's welcoming. He's he's funny, you know. He's it's 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 I like the personality he uh, he gives off. Yeah. And exactly. On the opposite of that, Kevin Dillon. I mean, we have him as like the, the the pledge master and he is just I I just can't I can't stand him. I just it makes my skin crawl. He's <laughs> such an a-hole in this. Uh, and he does it so well. <laughs> it's just, oh, I just don't, him like, like we open with him, like all the pledges of the frat are like in their underwear, crawling around the frat house cleaning. Kevin Dillon walks in with dog poo all over his shoes, oh, tracks it all over man. the house. Will Wheaton's cleaning everything with a toothbrush and he makes Will Wheaton kiss his messy shoes. Oh, Arling, you forgot to kiss the soles of my shoes. Uh, you saved it. You saved just, your lunch from that one. It's, it's it's messy. It's right there. It's bubbling, Dale. My lunch is bubbling. Um, but but yeah. man, I mean, talk talk about smell vision. Everybody knows that <laughs> smell of dog. Everyone stepped in dog poo and has gotten up close and personal with it, and it's just it it has the power to make you uh, reverse course, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Yeah. Well. Um impeccable casting with Kevin Dillon. I mean, it's it Kevin Dillon and that type of role is like it's hard to separate who is who, who's playing who, right? Is <laughs> yeah. is Kevin Dillon just being Kevin Dillon? And I hate to say that, but I mean, he's typically cast as this kind of person. He embodies it. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good in that movie with um 
Andrew McCarthy. They go to that Catholic school. Uh, Heaven know. help us. Oh, I haven't seen that. With uh, oh, it's a great movie with um, Andrew McCarthy's in it. I think Jennifer Jason Leigh's in it. But the uh, body snatchers guy, Donald great movie. Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. John Hurd, Mary Stuart Masterson. But I mean, he plays the same. Like he might be. He's definitely that came out in the mid '80s, I think. So he's younger than that in that movie. But from an early age, he's been playing this role. Just a total s bag. Yeah, so his, you know, he's he's in charge. He's been in college six years because he loves being a pledge master so much. And his big tonight's the big night. It's the final test for the new pledges. Uh, Will Wheaton, Jason London, and uh, Keith Coogan. Keith Coogan. <laughs> he takes them out to the Coffer House, which is a giant house in the middle of nowhere. And what's the local legend? It's like uh, there was a, a an old man there who coughed. <laughs> And you could hear it from <laughs> miles around. <laughs> Waters, recite the history of the old coffer house. It was owned by an old, an old hermit with the black cloak and hood who had this hacking cough. You could hear him a mile away. They called him the coffer and his house, coffer house. It's and like a, a legend a that <laughs> Kevin Dillon invented it himself. It's so Off. dumb, but it's also like, you know what? That works. Like if I was a kid. You know, and someone was daring me to go to a haunted house and they told me the coffer legend, I'd be terrified. Be terrified. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You'd just be waiting to hear a cough in that silence. Oh, God. Just ruin your night. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, so the pledges have to make it to the top of this, you know, to the attic. Signal they made it and then wait for further instructions. Yeah. But, of course, Kevin Dillon and his buddy Sparks, who's like the tech whiz, played by Dom DeLuise's son. Uh, you know, they have it rigged up with coughing sounds, uh, chainsaw sounds. Uh, there's like dummies swinging from the rafters, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Uh, jelly, all kinds uh, of goodies. raspberry jelly on the, the banister. Mm-hmm. Everything to to scare the S out of these kids. And there's also this other B plot of uh, a sorority who shows up and they're like, oh, we're new in town. We need... What did they call it? Like a, an alliance with a frat? Like, I guess that's something they do. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I guess that's something that, you know, they have like, uh, you know, like brother and sister frats. Yeah. Like the uh, lambdas and the omega moos. Oh, yeah, of course. The tri-lambs. Lambda, lambda, lambda. <laughs> or Will Wheaton's our like main pledge. We're sort of like watching this whole thing through. And the, the, the one main girl from the sororities, you know, making eyes at him sort of like. Oh, you can do this. You got this, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got he's he's got the feminine energy on his side. He f- he's feels like he's he can do this. First two guys go in. We hear a lot of screaming. A lot of stuff happen. Uh, an arm flies out of a window and lands on a car hood. <laughs> which they're like, "Oh my god, it is a real arm!" And they're like, "Oh, one of our guys probably got it from the the medical you know department from the college." It's like really. <laughs> Yeah, God. yeah, like we're we're taking it this far here. <laughs> you believe that? Yeah. So it 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 ends. You know, Will Wheaton. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. He goes up, he, but he gets terrified because he sees a guy in a cloak with an axe. Yep. Everybody rushes in and they're like, ready. They're like, uh, the pled Kevin Dillon's like, eh, you couldn't do it. You was <laughs> so happy. Um, yeah. But then this hooded figure appears, and it's. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, he had a funny name. G- it's like Gigi Deville or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. It's like yeah, Gigi Deville. 
It was like this nerd that Kevin Dillon notoriously uh, just ruined his life because he failed the pledge test and Kevin Dillon just like haunted him at school and bullied him until he dropped out or had a nervous breakdown. Oh my God. So DeVille got his, <laughs> he scares the S out of Kevin Dillon. <laughs> Gets yeah. his revenge. But then they're like, wait, where are the other guys? The the two pledges are still up there. So just a quick side yeah. note here. Uh, looking at the the guy, Bill Kone, who what played Gigi. Mm-hmm. And this is like, this guy's like working actor. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's the one that, he's the one boots on the ground who doesn't get the jobs, but he's still at it. So Tales from the Crypt, 93, was his last gig until 2001 Damn. when he was in the movie Tomcats, <laughs> where he played the orderly with sticky buns. <laughs> and then he worked again in 2006. Oh my God. In the short Hi Hello as Man in Bathrobe. Wow. Fast forward to 2011 uh-huh. and the film Get a Job, he stars as Mama's Waiter. Dale, get get a documentary crew over to this guy's apartment. Toot sweet. Mm-hmm. I want to know everything about his life and why he just won't give up. That's what I want to, I want to, I want to know. I got to get, we got to give it to this guy. Yeah. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. He was great though. Actually, when I saw him, I was like, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> He's like, 100%. I, I was like, I almost felt like I knew him from something. I was like, I want one more of this guy. He he was just like, he had that great look with his, the uh, birth control glasses he had on and he was just, he was perfect. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I apologize. But yeah, he was, uh, he was lingering and lurking in the house because he was put to shame last year and uh because he is a failed pledge and kevin dillon made his life a living heck because kevin dillon's been going to college for six years and yeah um, because he just revels in his job as pledge master general he's a uh he's a sadist loves it piece of crap sadist yeah so and then it's up to kevin dillon to get to the top figure out what happened to his pledges because they won't they will not come down when ordered he gets up there, he finds it's a trash can full of uh, denuded bones and skulls, <laughs> which he immediately picks up a skull, like with his bare hands to inspect it. And I'm like, dude, it just goes right in there. It's not that dark in there. Like you can see what it is. You don't need <laughs> yeah, to touch it. Right. right. Um, and then all of a sudden it's our sorority girls pop out from, uh, look, this house was huge. It had a, an elevator to the attic. It was right. huge, huge house. Um, sorority girls go up there and they're sort of shrouded in the dark and all, you know, immediately you're like, all right, what's going on here? Sorority yeah. gals. Yeah. Things may not be as they seem. And as they, they inch closer to Kevin Dillon, we see they've got a uh, ghoul makeup on. They're ghouls and they eat people. And uh, they they ate the pledges, and they're about they're going to eat Kevin Dillon. They they chainsaw him to death, and then I guess they <laughs> they strip his bones. They denude denuded them. They denude them. It's pledge night for the sorority ghouls as well. Tables turned, Dale. Yeah, and looking back, you piece it together. Well, they weren't too interested. The girls weren't too interested in accompanying the the frat to the pledge night because um you know that's not their thing but then kevin dillon reassures them that it's going to be in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. so they're like oh well in that case let's go out there yeah easy lunch free lunch for those ghouls i mean they're gonna be they're gonna 
gorge themselves on the number of humans <laughs> they are going to be eating that night. <laughs> they're gonna their stomachs. They're gonna be bloated. That's what's gonna happen. It's it's gonna be like that scene, uh, poor Audrey Griswold in European Vacation. <laughs> poor Audrey. Just, poor Audrey, just stuffing herself. Ah, I've been there, Audrey. You're not alone. Yeah. I I gotta say, I mean, for as much as we spent outside of the house in this episode, mm-hmm. I really dug that aspect where we don't know the horror until the very end, which is very, you know, Tales from the Crypt, because yeah. they gotta they gotta bang it to you all at once. It's not like a 90-minute movie where they can just drag the terror out. And for the fact that most of the storytelling is taking place outside of the house and not from the victim's point of view... And the fact that it was like a haunted house kind of setup, with the twist that there's ghouls. Yeah. At the end, I I was I loved this episode. Yeah, it was fun. It, it was. I mean, I just the the frat stuff grates on me. I just hate it. But uh, yeah. But the whole all all the haunted house stuff was so great. I loved it. I and I was, I loved it. <laughs> I am a sucker for characters like Sparks, who are like I guess nowadays in movies, there's always you know. Those characters are like hackers, you know, or like tech experts. But I loved, yes. like in the 80s and 90s, it was a guy who could like, you know, hook up a synthesizer to a haunted house and <laughs> make, right, yeah. you know, put wire speakers up and do all kinds of stuff, you know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and God bless those people, you know. Oh, yeah. Those folks who could do that. It takes a special um, mind. I don't have it. Weird science, you know. Every friend group has one. Yeah, the, uh, the guy yeah. who can rig up, rig up anything. It's great. Emilio Estevez in uh, Mission Impossible. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Was that his last? That was probably his last like uh, big Hollywood movie, huh? Maybe. Um. Yeah, I think you might be right. I think he kind of got sick of the Hollywood BS. Yeah. Effort. After that, what 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 else is there once you make it to the top? Young Guns. How do you beat Young Guns? Young Guns too. I, but. Quite honestly, I don't know. And that's, you know, I think about that a lot. If if I can be frank with you, Chuck, I yep. think about, I, I think about people at their height and I tell you what triggered it, Chuck. Uh, doing this podcast. Scroll, I'm doing this podcast and it's just you and me and we're just, you know. It's lonely at the top. I know. Here we are. We're trying to relate to our fellow podcasters and it's just, they, 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 they don't know what it's like. Yeah. It's, and you know. People still want to listen to us, but it's like at this point, you know, who are we doing it for? I don't know. Are we ourselves. doing it because it's ourselves? Our, it's a selfish ourselves. thing. Right. It's like a steam engine. Yeah. Now it's like, uh, you know, if we stop, if we slow down, we stop. We just got to keep going with this momentum. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge machine. We can't stop. We can't. It's it's harder to stop than to uh, keep right. going. You know. Yeah. Right. Sorry, what, what you were thinking about this. I think about this, but I think about it a lot. And there's no, I want to say there's no, you know, there's no shame in it, but it triggered me. It, in fact, it triggered me today. I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed, you know, and uh, I follow the band Everclear on Facebook. I, I used to be a huge fan of uh-huh. Everclear. And now, you know, you see Everclear, which is like every any other band, but they're doing like, you know, these small venues. They're doing like state fairs now. Total state and, uh, fair material, yeah, 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 and uh, and they're like advertising like AARP at this point, but 
I mean, this is was ever clear. Gods, you know, yeah, maybe not to everybody, but to, to me, a God, they were doing, you know, the biggest venues. Cover of the Rolling Stone, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you want to associate it that way, yeah. and the, the hatred behind your glasses right now. <laughs> what? That they would grace <laughs> the cover of Rolling Stone. That's no hatred. Okay, Chuck. You know, I like I like an Everclear song it's, here or there. Wait, ever the, is it Everclear? Wait, no, Ever. Yes, Everclear. Okay, what's the rapper's name? <clears throat> From uh, Chuck, I don't know. He's not doing. <laughs> I don't care if he's doing state fairs. This isn't about Everlast. All right, Everlast. Sorry, yeah. I just didn't want to get it messed up. Okay, go ahead. But, continue. But that's not. You know, I used to be like, and you still. You think you go see Everclear and you see they're doing state fairs or you see Collective Soul, you're do, they're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Spin Doctors. I mean, I'm, I'm Pat Benatar is every... playing mine. So, right. There you go. And it's there's a part of you that's like, wow, man, this is where they're at now. But this is the natural way of things. You know, it's there's no shame in it because they still want to do it. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what? You know, I mean, it's like, I mean, sure. it. I'm sure it's like, yeah, like you. Because we live in America, it you know we look at people who are at the top, and if they're not at that level all the time, absolutely, like someone yes. like Bruce Springsteen right. or something like that, then we see it as a failure. But I tell you what, like I fell down a uh, you're one hundred percent right. I fell down a hole of watching like all these Poison documentaries and music videos and stuff of that great terrible band Poison, <laughs> and like like I was watching YouTube videos of like their last tour in like 2017, 2018. And it's just, people are losing their minds, you know? They're probably selling out every, you know, they're not stadiums, they're, you know, they're little theaters, but but that's the thing, is like, they were so huge that like, 30 years later, they can still do a tour, yeah. <laughs> make bank, you know? Yeah, and, and they, have, like, they have fans for life, and yeah. those fans are gonna go see them no matter where they're at, right? Totally. And it's not, what is it? Is this, what is this thinking about dumb crap that is meaningless for us? But, but I think about, you know, the status, the status, and it's just how, it's, it's just weird to know that, you know, these people that were, you know, at the top. Yeah. I don't even know how this, we're talking about Tales from the Crypt still. I don't know, but. Bob Gale. Uh, probably Bob Gale and, um. Gigi Deville, you know, I I just like I, I just like that these things are still in our lives, and we still get to have the music that we have because you know other bands that are in your life they're not doing it anymore. They're they broke up, and you know you never hear from them again. But mm-hmm. you know, cherish the things that you love. <laughs> I loved how much you thought I was <laughs> making fun of you. <laughs> Oh man! Because, it. Well, it's not true. Well, I was never a big Everclear fan, but I like that. I like that. I, n- I never had an album, but I like that song. I like Santa Monica. Love that song. Great song. It's a great undeniable. song. undeniable, undeniable. Which is which is funny because you know it's not funny. What Santa Monica is a great song, and then it's that's not even before they that's before they peaked. You know what I mean? That's like that's the one song I listened to on that album. Did, great were, song. Did they, were all were their albums like like? Good, good albums, or were they more of a singles man? They were. Well, I think when so much for the afterglow came out, they were. I mean, they all their tracks were singles at a certain point, so they really. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I know the singles, but I mean, you as like a listener, like I've never listened to the albums, so I don't know what they're like. Like, are they like 
are there is it filled with filler around the singles or are they so, is every yeah, track a banger every track became a banger yeah for in in my eyes oh that's good sure. okay all right um but anyway everclear love what you love i love everclear yeah and he was all he, he's art alexis that's his name Ale, or alec what alexakis whoa yeah alexakis sure. i never realized that i just thought it was alexis I remember him because he he was always very uh, he was upfront about him his uh, uh, alcoholism right yeah he, he yeah abused alcohol and drugs and yeah and he was always like that was it. like his thing he was out there like you know saying hey I'm sober now and yeah that was that was awesome of him Dale what are we watching next week um oh look at this Everclear live from the Utah State Fair next week on next week on Batten Spiders Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> No, uh, next week is well-cooked hams. <laughs> a ruthless young magician kills an elderly rival magician for his grand prop, the Box of Death. <laughs> what? Uh, starring, you ready for these names? <laughs> yeah. Martin Sheen. Oh my God, okay. Uh, Billy Zane. Oh, this is, must be his audition for uh, Demon Knight. I oh, think. yeah, that's right. Mm, and Mariam Dabo, which I need to know if this is the sister of our queen, Olivia Dabo. Oh, my. Oh, my God. That would be nuts. I mean, yeah. I didn't even know she had a sister, but <laughs> <laughs> if if there's room in my heart for one Dabo, there's room in my heart for... Mm-hmm. Double Dabos. Oh, cousin of singer Mike Dabo, and hence first cousin once removed of his daughter, Olivia Dabo. Oh. So it's like great cousin or something. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's in the blood. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at, you know? Oh, oh. Speaking of uh, high school, uh, Forsman High School alum, alums, this uh, what, the screenplay for Well-Cooked Hams, Andrew Kevin Walker, who went to my high school. And also, two members of Poison went to my high school. So oh. this is all coming together, Neil. Wow. Andrew Kevin Walker, he wrote Seven, which is probably his biggest thingy. And That's uh, huge. Sleepy huge Hollow, thing. Eight Millimeter, Panic Room. Yeah, I think, he's, I think he's working on David Fincher movie, actually. The Killer, it's called. This, uh, this was Andrew Kevin Walker's first writing gig, Tales from the Crypt. This was? Oh, crap. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh... I'm going to go ahead and just give him a call. <laughs> um, and then we'll just get on that. He also wrote an episode of the uh, the sister show, Perversions of Science. Oh, nice. Later, later on. Can't wait to get to those. I love John. Every time you look at a Tales from the Crypt episode on IMDb, you always get that smiling close-up of John Kassir. What was, he, what was the Crypt Keepers thing this week? Oh, he was a judge... Oh, it was a night court, fright court. Oh, that's right. Rest yeah. In, rest yeah. in peace, Marky Post. We lost another one. Man, it's not been good. It's not no. a, been not been a good year. Hang in there, John Larroquette. We, we need you. We need you, Martin Mull. <laughs> yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, I think so. Is that Bull? Or no, Martin Mull's the uh, other guy, right? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's not Bull. That is not Bull. That's the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Martin Mull was in Night Court? 
No. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. No, it's somebody else completely. <laughs> oh, man. No, Richard Mall. Richard Mall Richard. is bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard and we Martin lost, Mall, I meant to say. Yeah. We lost uh, Mac. We That was that this year or last year? That was recently. And then Marky Post just the other day. Golly. Ugh. <sighs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week on the Crypt Keepers Coffin. Love you. Love you, bye. Strawberry jelly. Those fuckers. <laughs>